these are five things you can do right now to improve your marketing. A lot of it's bringing awareness to marketing principles and strategies that are foundational in your business. But I think we need that awareness very, very often. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 569. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Thursday. I am in my birthday week. Um, This year is, I'm turning 29. I'm turning 29. (laughs) My last year of the 20s, which is like crazy because on one hand, I can't believe that I'm still in my 20s. you know, with the life that I live, I, I definitely skipped over some steps of early 20s of what a lot of people experience. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I'm going to be 30 next year. Like, to me, that sounds so old. I know whenever I say that, most of my friends are um, in their 30s, 40s, and they're like, just stop. And I'm like, but I just feel like there's like a pivotal thing when you hit 30. Like in my 20s, it's like, oh, it's so awesome. I've done XYZ and I'm only 28. And now it's like, well, I better I better achieve some things this next year before I turn 30. I don't know. Anyways, this year I I'm I'm really excited for my birthday. Um I have been doing this ritual since I got back from Costa Rica where in Costa Rica we pull we pulled rocks. They have like a word on them and we pulled rocks every morning. Like we would meditate and we'd pull a rock and it'd have a word and then we get to share like kind of what that means for you today and based on what we're, you know, talking about that day. And so I loved it so much that I bought the rocks that have the word on it and I bought this little cute, I don't know, like moon tray. And my husband and I have them in our room. And so every morning I pick a rock. There's a, there's a point to the story. Just hang on. And so it has a word on it. And I love it because I pick it in the morning. I usually do it either right after my meditation or my journaling. And then I um, drive to CrossFit and I think about that word. Like I drive without any music or anything and I kind of reflect on that word. And it's just you can always find a meaning to the word. And I do believe the universe kind of gives me the word that I need. And so the other day, maybe like a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I pulled the word friends. And my husband, we we like it's a conversation for us too. We'll always be like, "What's your rock mean for you today?" It's just it's an awesome little ritual. And I was like, I think I pulled the word friends because I want to have a party for my birthday. And so that was like maybe three or four weeks ago or three weeks ago. I've only been back from Costa Rica three weeks ago, so it was soon after I got back. And I haven't had a party since I was I can't I actually can't remember. Like I'm thinking that maybe when I turned sixteen, I did something fun like a party, but I actually just I can't remember. And I, I have honestly struggled with friendships, making the time, making the effort um, in my adult life because I found myself in a, in a lot of situations where I was so much younger, but then people my age were just in a different place in their life. And so it was just hard. Like I was trying to make mom friends and then I had entrepreneur friends and then I had like my friends from high school, which I, I don't really have those friends anymore. Um, anyways, I have been very intentional this year about building friendships. And so we're having a party. We're having a pretty big party. Like everybody said yes. <laughs> I think there's going to be like 40 people that end up coming. It's a lot coming to our house this weekend. Um, and then my husband's taking me on a surprise trip next week. And I was fully deciding to be in my feminine and receiving and not planning or controlling or anything about the party, about 
um, the trip next week. So I don't even know where we're going. I know nothing. And I'm just like surrendering and trusting it's going to be amazing because it is going to be amazing. So that is that. And I think this birthday and this next year is going to be a pretty incredible one. This last year was really incredible. Like I have grown a lot this year. It's been a good year. So today I wanted to give you guys some tactical advice and things that you could go implement. I always try to balance in my podcast giving like con- conceptual ideas that you can take any way that it, it, it may, you know makes sense for you and then also giving you like one, two, three, four, five or one, two, three, you know, go do this, this, and this. And so these are five things that all of you can take right now and see what ideas or inspiration you get from them and go and improve your marketing. And some of you, like one of them is going to be like, oh, that's the thing. Some of you, another thing is going to speak to you in that way. So I'd encourage you as I go through these five things, don't try to go and execute ideas from all of them. Pick what's going to make the biggest difference and what stands out to you the most based on your business, where you're at in your business, what you're focusing on, and all those things, okay? So let's dive into them. These are five things you can do right now to improve your marketing. A lot of it's bringing awareness to marketing principles and strategies that are foundational in your business, but I think we need that awareness very, very often. So the first thing on this list is to create better experiences within your content and your lead generation. I have done solo podcast episodes just on this topic about the importance of creating an experience with your marketing. I believe that that is what marketing is. It is creating an experience for someone to go through a journey and go from one action to the next that you want them to take. So it usually starts with your content and then it moves into lead generation and then from there, nurture and convert. And so when you look at your Instagram profile for an example, or you look at your email sequence, or you look at your webinar or your challenge or your lead generation PDF download or your sales page, all of those things are experiences. During those things, you want somebody to feel something. You want somebody to have get clarity, to have an understanding, to build trust, to now know they need more support, to open up the space for your offer. And so looking at all the areas where you have an experience happening, whether you've been intentional with it or not, and asking yourself, how could I improve it? And maybe just taking like one area, like maybe you're just like, okay, this month I'm going to focus on my organic marketing and looking at your Instagram and really defining or whatever profile you use, social platform, really defining what do I actually want that experience to be? What do I want that experience to feel like? When someone lands on my Instagram or my Facebook or my Pinterest or whatever, you know, YouTube, how do I want them to feel? So I'm actually launching a YouTube channel soon um, and I went through this. I actually got out a huge piece of paper and I was like, how do I want people to feel when they are on my YouTube channel, when they're watching my videos? Like, what are the emotions? What do I want that experience to be? Because if we can be intentional with this, then we can go and follow it up with strategies and content and topics and that are all in alignment with that. 
kind of definition that we create. Same thing with an email sequence. If you have an email sequence that you haven't looked at in a while, or maybe it's your emails that you send out every week to your list. Maybe you haven't looked at those all year. Look at them again. Look at the sequence. Look at the regular emails you're sending out and ask yourself, what's the experience I'm trying to create? Define what that is and then see where there's a gap in what you're trying to create. So that's the first thing. There's a lot of places that you can improve the experience of your marketing. So choose the most impactful one or choose one that you haven't looked at in a really long time. The second strategy or thing is focusing on relationships. This one is so simple, but I find myself in situations where people are maybe having a hard time with their marketing, like they're getting leads, but they're not getting sales, or maybe they're not even getting leads and they're just not getting traction. And oftentimes the answer to get over that short-term hump of that is in focusing on a relationship. And now this can manifest in many different ways. This could mean focusing on the relationship with your audience and your followers, your content consumers. This could mean focusing on the relationship with your leads. This could mean literally focusing on relationships and connections that you have to be able to leverage your business and be able to get more people in front of and eyes on your business without having to spend marketing dollars yet because you don't have an ad spend. At the core of it, Business and marketing is really about the relationships. And so when you focus on how you can show up as the better half to the relationship, your marketing will just improve. Or if you don't make a lot of effort around relationships in your marketing and in your business, looking at maybe how you could make the time to do that. This is something that I've had to work on because I have previously struggled with really making time for like what you would call maybe networking or strategic relationships because it's hard when you're remote too. Like you have to really make an effort. And I, like to me, one of the worst things is wasting time. And so I used to label spending time on relationships as a waste of time, even though it is not. And so I've had to be really intentional with this and and really like building strategic relationships from a very authentic place, not like, let me build this relationship so they can do something for me, but trying to make the effort to build relationships that could potentially serve them and serve me. And so whatever comes up for you around this, but maybe asking yourself, like what relationships or relationship should I focus on that would support my marketing and my business growth? Because I do find that there's a lot of times there's business owners in this place where they don't have the money yet to invest in ads, but if they got a few sales, they could probably invest in ads and they'd be able to reinvest it back in their business. And my answer usually in that situation is like, how can you go do some networking? Like, how do you get in a community, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person? There's so much power behind that that takes time and it takes energy. But if that's the resource that you have to put into your business, you need to be leveraging that. So focus on those relationships. How can you improve them? And it could be, again, a single like few relationships or it could be the relationship with your leads and what comes up around that. Like how do you nurture them more? How do you build trust with them more? How do you serve them more without strings attached? Like how do you make those shifts in your marketing so that those relationships are strengthened? That's number two. Number three out of five. This one is like 
we can all do this. We can all put energy and effort into this and it will always, always, always pay off. Deepen your connection with your audience and your leads and your customers by making an effort to understand them better so you can serve them better. If it has been a little while since you've intentionally connected back to your audience, your leads, or your customers' pain, frustration, or desires, if you've never done this or it's been a little while since you've done it, this is a great time to do that. Because the more that you can understand and connect to their pain, frustration, desires, the more you can serve them, the more you can speak to them about those emotions, the more that you can present your lead gen or offer or content as the solution, right? We can't present these things as the solution if we can't, from the from a first place, be able to connect on those things. And so I like to do this probably about, I do this once a quarter at least, but also anytime I launch something new. So again, when I'm looking at launching my YouTube channel, I have on a big sheet of paper, the first thing I did before I planned out topics, before I talked to my team about the direction and the messaging, I wrote out all of the pain, the frustrations, the desire, who this person was who was going to be watching my YouTube videos. Anytime we do a new launch, a new workshop, we launch a new lead generation funnel, anything we do, we define this because it it can be specific outside of like your more broad, this is your ideal customer definition. So having that definition allows for us to write better copy and for me to create better YouTube videos because now I'm connected back to that. So an action you can take if you have felt disconnected, like this is such a simple one. If you felt disconnected from your audience or your leads or your customers, set up a Zoom call where it's like, ask me anything, connection time, spend an hour, anything they want to ask you. You obviously have to have an audience to be able to do that, but it could be with your customers. It could be with your audience. This is something I started doing for all of our clients about every other month. We don't even advertise that we do this, but I enjoy the connection so much that I started offering just free one hour Q&A. If you're an essential, if you're in a done for you elite client, you can jump on, you can ask me anything, hang out time. And it allows me to connect with our customers. And I do this with our leads on the end of webinars when I do Q&A. I do it in my Instagram DMs. I do it by even just sitting there and thinking about it. We will do this by about once a quarter, pulling up all of our applications that we get for our customers and looking at the answers to their questions around their biggest struggle and their biggest desires with their marketing to make sure we are still connected to those things in our marketing because that's the root of it. Okay, the fourth thing that you can do this week that you can shift, that you can change to get results is making sure you have one big goal defined and you're focused on that goal and that you're putting energy and resources into what is going to move the needle for that goal. It is so easy with marketing to get overwhelmed because you have so many components and you have so many of you who are trying to do it all by yourself. So it's very easy to scatter your focus and have like multiple funnels, multiple offers and content strategy and new platforms and all the things. I would define for about a 90-day period one big goal. Is it a sales goal on one of your core offers? Is it launching a new offer? 
Is it launching a YouTube channel or a content channel? Is it growing your list to a certain number? What is that one big goal? And then I would take inventory on wherever your energy and your resources, meaning time, your time or your team's time, is going on a day-to-day weekly basis right now, is that to move the needle of that one big goal? Because I oftentimes find when I do like VIP days or coaching with entrepreneurs that there tends to be a handful of things that we're doing just because we've always done them. And it's like, oh, well, I've always posted five times on social media every week, so that's what I do. Or I've always sent out this you know, newsletter every Monday because that's what I do, but I haven't looked at it in a while. I haven't looked at the – I haven't taken inventory of where my energy and where my resources are going. One of the things you can do if you are trying to wear all the hats in your business, or this is honestly good for anybody, um, is doing something like a time study where you actually write down what you're doing every 30 minutes for a week or two weeks and you kind of take inventory of where your time is going. When we measure things, it creates accountability for us to make changes. But yet so often we don't actually measure our time and how it's being spent even though though it is the most valuable resource that we have. And so if you end up finding that your time is going in all these areas of your business that's not even supporting that one big goal or you don't have one big goal defined, those things are going to impact the momentum that you have. So clarifying and focusing on one big goal for about a 90-day period and then taking inventory of your energy and your time and your resources and your you know your money that you're putting into even your marketing your investment if you are and making sure it's moving the needle for that one big goal and if you have something that's going to move the needle more then pivoting to focus on that and making sure you have initiatives to do that because there's never going to be a shortage of things that you could do there will never be a shortage of ideas there will never be a shortage of initiatives that you could take but there's always a shortage of time and so Being really critical with how we're spending our time, how we're spending our money, and making sure it's supporting that big goal, that alone could shift the trajectory of how successful you are and how much progress you're making. Okay, the last one, it it a little bit goes with my last podcast episode and kind of the, the new Emily, but I think it's really, really important, and that is leaning into more where you feel joy and ease. If you want to go back and listen to my Tuesday episode from this week, it was all about this. And I honestly think this is like one of the most important things that I haven't talked about enough. And so if you do the the previous one where you take inventory of your time and your energy and you actually do kind of look at it and you analyze it a little bit and you go, okay, where am I actually spending my time? Because so many of us have the experience of like, oh, we started our day and the day's over. Do it again tomorrow. Like, what did we even do? I don't know. A million things. Everything flew by. It was crazy. But when you take inventory of it and then you actually look at it and you say, okay, how much of what I am doing do I love? And how much feels easy? And how do I look at what I love and what feels easy and do more of those things and less of the things that feel hard and not fun? Because if humans, like when I hire people, when I hire new employees, I ask them this question on the interview every single time on the final interview. I ask them to tell me times in their career 
when they felt the most alive, when they felt the most happy, satisfied. Because when somebody, when a human is in, when somebody is in that place of feeling happy and accomplished and satisfied, it doesn't feel like work, what they're doing. So then more gets done and it gets done better and it's easy. And that is where we all want to be. So if you have a piece of your like content creation or the way that you are connecting to your audience or your leads or your customers or an offer, like let's say you have two offers and one of them you absolutely love delivering and you love the people in those offers and you love the customers. And the other one you're like, I've just been doing this for like three years and it's bringing in money. So I'm just doing it because I'm just doing it and, but I don't really like it and it drains me. Cut that off. Like seriously, it would be maybe a temporary revenue cut for your business, but then all that energy and time that you get back that you get to put into what you love and what's bringing you joy and what feels really easy will explode and amplify how the possibility. Same with marketing. Like if you have something that you're consistently doing, like posting on stories or posting on social media or making a video every week and you hate it, that's going to come through in what you do. So figure out where do you feel that joy and that ease and that satisfaction and where are you in that place where it doesn't feel like work and you can connect to your audience and your leads and your customers easily and try to do more of that. I'm not saying like every second of every day is going to be easy. That's not what I'm saying. But even when you have challenges and you put yourself into a place where you're doing what you love, it won't feel like a challenge. It will feel doable. You'll feel excited to tackle it. That's how I often feel in business. Like I'm faced with challenges, but because I get to do what I love and serve who I love and make an impact, I don't mind facing those challenges because I want to overcome them so that I can continue serving. So those are the five areas that you can focus on and hopefully make some shifts and changes and increase increase your results or get into momentum if you're not f- currently feeling that. My intention for you listening to this is to come up with a couple of ideas and takeaways and go implement those. There is, like I said in the beginning, probably one of these five things or two of these five things that speaks to you really strongly where you're like, oh, okay, if I do that, Like that will make a really big difference for me. That's the thing you want to focus on. Not every one of them, but the one that really was like, I needed to hear that today. Take that and go take action with it. Okay? All right, everybody. Have a beautiful rest of your week, an amazing weekend, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.